The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. All right, and we need to do a clap. We need to do a clap. Three, two, one. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Welcome along to a very special emergency episode of The Real Pod. It's going to be just about the Bachelorette NZ finale that played tonight. My name's Janie. I'm joined by Duncan Grieve. Kia ora, Duncan. To be clear, my original pitch for this episode was just a sort of saying, oh my God, alternating for about 45 minutes, because that feels like the only appropriate way to respond to what just happened. What did just happen? I'm not often lost for words, Duncan. It's a very rare occasion, but I don't know how to describe the shock that I'm in. Yeah, that's it. I mean, the thing that I don't understand anything about it, Like, (laughs) I don't understand how, from what seemed like a relatively rich crop of bachelors, plausible outcomes, that we um, ended up with with those final two. And then of the final two, she chose the only one you couldn't possibly choose. (laughs) Yeah, man. It defies belief. And the fact that, like, right throughout this whole entire season... I felt like she just really hasn't had any chemistry whatsoever with Hamish. Yeah, the whole thing the whole thing with Hamish seemed to be that they did get on, but that there were if I was to try and characterize the sort of nature of their relationship, it would be almost like like an older sister it's not like with Jack where where it's where it is very um uh, twins or dating as you said, but like there's just there's something about the familiarity of the relationship and the just the intense awkwardness of every physical interaction and his just complete inability to um to make a move or show show like it's just so so odd it reminds me of this is a callback for anyone who's who's been a long time mass au watcher but it reminds me of ashley and troy a little they were an extreme example but just that sense of like being slightly patronizing and kind of guiding him along through the process and kind of teaching him how to be in a relationship. Yeah, which, like, lovely bit of public service. Very but much. the <laughs> end result being that, yeah, I'm keen to just carry on doing up the door upper is just so shocking to me. Do you think she found herself in a position where she just accidentally ended up with those two? That's been what, what I've, I've been sort of pondering, is that, because when Todd came out first, my instinct was oh, but surely she's just choosing no one or they're going to just bring Jack back or do some kind of crazy stunt ending. But there is a part of me that wonders that, that 
the the real contenders somehow either eliminated themselves or just had had a bad moment at the worst possible time and suddenly there she was or just that there is the possibility that it's real as remote as that (laughs) seems to be like and that maybe that the good of their relationship the natural of their relationship just did not convey on camera that was the thing I was about to say is that is there a chance that this is a real relationship that is going to end up in love and some sort of happy ever, if not happy ever after, but happy for the midterm after. And, and in some ways it scans that he's he's obviously like, she is just all world natural, te- unaffected television talent. And he is just clearly supremely spooked by the whole process. But there is a, a chance that when the when the cameras are off, that, they're, that they are very different or that that sort of reticence that he has around you know, pashing on camera and stuff, she finds sweet because she knows what he's really like off camera. And she alluded to that. She actually said, you know, when the cameras come on, you know, you don't make any moves, like you're not affectionate, what's going on, which obviously introduces the idea that they have a relationship outside of the cameras and that he's a different person when the cameras are off. And so I I just have to hold on to that and also to the fact that maybe Warner's just did like such a great editing job in giving us a finale where we really didn't know what was going to happen I truly I mean I thought I knew what was going to happen and I thought it was going to be that she picked total no one you know kudos to Warners for for surprising me right out of my pants not out of my pants I left my pants on (laughs) Jane goes rude again they left their pants on too no fantasy no fantasy night yeah which I you know I I thought that she she handled that quite well and and you saw and that was also part of why you had the true suspense I think at the end where all of the options felt in play I I wonder if like just thinking again about Hamish's on-camera performance I feel we we can I think forget because of the way the the show is constructed or the way that the show appears that they do get time together off camera that this is a show that is shot and that as much as we, you know, they're, they're judicious in terms of what they show us, there are also times when they're just moving cameras around and setting up shots. And I'm sure that it would be fundamentally different on a major production of The Bachelor where there is, they are just shooting a lot more. You kind of see that in the edit where there are a lot more sort of candid moments that, that kind of get picked up on and, and sort of production or producer-driven moments where the, the camera is just on. I just wonder if maybe this time they really were shooting scenes more so than just letting it roll and as a result uh that relationship which appeared to be so awkward was was different i mean the the whole reason that we're even conjecturing about it though is just that it it never seemed likely and it didn't it did not cross my mind this is the most shocking ending to a reality show that I can a New Zealand reality show that I can think of like I just was just there was no part of me that considered it like I like it didn't it just made it wasn't like it was a possibility it just wasn't there I cannot remember the last time I yelled at my television and when you say this is the biggest shock for you in New Zealand reality television this is the biggest shock for me in any reality television. I mean, there have been shocking moments, but in terms of a conclusion, I've watched so many seasons of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette out of New Zealand, Australia, and America. And this is the one that took me the most by surprise at the final rose, like easily. Agree. Hey, what do we think happened in the bath? Oh, I mean, he got a, he got a little erection, didn't he? I mean, I'm going to say little. He got an erection. It was quite 
hard out to, to like, like I, I don't think I've ever seen like, like such an obvious reference to someone popping a boner in a 7.30 p.m. shot, even down to the adjustment. Yeah. just felt like, A, she was just like, i, I got to get out of here because this is, this is getting too hard out. It's too much. I was terrified he was going to hang his tail off it. Yeah, that's historic. It is historic, and I had no real feelings about either of these guys much going into this. I felt like it was going to be a, a bit of a lacklustre one. Uh, but I have to say, over the course of their final dates, I warmed to both of them quite a lot. Yeah, same. I did get that sense that... Hamish just hadn't really had the opportunity or the amount of time that he needed to show that affectionate side. And then when he did, they got quite steamy in the old bath. It was extremely steamy bathing. But I also felt like whether it's the edit or or just her performance, I I started to buy Todd. Me too. He clearly did because that that dude was absolutely heartbroken at the um, final rose or lack thereof. Like, because that's when you find out that it's either Hamish or no one. But in some ways, the fact of it being not Todd was as shocking. Like, you got these twin twin shocks. Because even that little bait and switch she did at the top of, the, of Hamish's acceptance was actually, like, really effective. It was. Such a great final episode. Like, got to give credit to, to Warner's on it. That to, out of what had been a sort of, a frustrating season with, with like, mm. yeah, which had more potential than, than was actually realised. For the final episode, which have, for the most part in New Zealand, not been particularly strong, for it to come with such a all-time shock of a conclusion is, is very impressive. Kia ora, this is Jane Yee, podcast manager here at The Spin-Off. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I'm sorry for the interruption, but I just want to talk to you while we're at level two and three across the country. We've been doing our utmost to bring you all the coverage you need of COVID-19 outbreaks and lockdowns, and we can't do it without the generous support of our members. If you want to help out our news team, visit members.thespinoff.co.nz to donate today. Can we talk about Todd turning into an absolute Gumby on his last date? Trying to get up on that paddleboard and just failing miserably and then like jumping off the boat and kind of like with some swagger trying to toss his backpack casually over his shoulder and just like tossing it completely behind him. There's something really cute about Todd and that he has a little bit of the like sort of like a 16 year old schoolboy sort of a vibe like you know the very sort of only child who hasn't you know, he's he's like just obviously so beautiful, but feels like he's, he doesn't feel particularly worldly, which is why when Jack had to go for age reasons, but Todd, who basically just has the body of a man, but the, mm. you know, he's got the sort of sweet, doe-eyed innocence of a, um, of, of someone who just hasn't done all that much stuff. And all of the, what you're talking about, his like imbalance, <laughs> the bag thing was just amazing because that is like a real gawky teenager who doesn't really know the size of their body move. It was a beautiful edit. It was, it was. And then the only thing I really remember from Hamish's day was the massage, which was, I don't know, it, it felt like it could have been like quite a sensual moment and he really just duffed it completely. He really projected his awkwardness out into the room and he just kind of wasn't comfortable being massaged and then trying to give her a massage and it was like yeah it's like if you asked your brother to give you a massage which which don't but <laughs> yeah please don't yeah that that's where I felt like it was sealed in some ways it speaks to like a quite a lovely side of Lexi is that I think for a lot of people the fact of completely botching that moment of, of being unable to 
just enjoy it would have been enough to to body what whatever chances were left of the relationship but everything about him is I think can be attributed to he never got over the cameras being around but clearly there was enough of him when they were off to to seal it so I'll tell you what wasn't sealed he had a, a luxurious robe on at the luxurious donkey bay inn and it had a big hole in the armpit. I'm not sure if you clocked that. I did not. The donkey bait in. What did you make of that play? Remind me about it. It was very kind of like a 90s luxe vibe. Lots of colours and shapes and and wood and velvet and textures. It was just, it was luxe, but it was luxe of a different era. A kind of like trendy luxe of the 90s. That's a lot of New Zealand luxe, to be honest. Like, I think there was a, a sort of a big trend towards like New Zealand doing fancy things at the worst possible moment. It's not like we built these kind of grand lodges in like the 30s and 40s or something. So they would have this kind of classic uh, like deco or modernist architecture or something. They're, they're often like the worst of that kind of frou-frou, giant velvet curtained 90s excess and like lots of like Spanish white and cream. And because it's New Zealand, we will never ever update them that's we're just going to take those to the grave which it's a vibe also donkey bay in it doesn't it doesn't scream romance do you know what though just a short walk down a wee pass from the donkey bay in is a notice speech so there was a missed opportunity in my opinion that would have been i mean imagine hamish's uh general (laughs) (laughs) blushing nature that enforces that environment come on Uh, there were four main cast members in this final episode. There was Lexi, of course, Todd and Hamish, of course, but also Lexi's dress. That was something. It was almost nothing. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I mean, there was there was a lot of Lexi on screen throughout throughout this season, which I think overall is like good and liberated. It certainly caused some some shock and awe in this the spin-offs internal Slack channels, the amount of bum that was on display and so on, but. You know, I think in general the the trend towards you do you as opposed to following whatever kind of Christian standards of modesty we've been uh, we've been sold is is I think a good one. What do you think? Oh, I think so too. I mean, I loved the dress. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was so glamorous for New Zealand screens. It definitely felt like even more. I mean, I don't want to say risque, but just like more bold than what we would expect even out of the states and. As a woman, I looked at that dress and thought, man, I wish I could pull that off. Not not off her. Off. I wish I could wear that and it not be the most heinous thing you've ever seen. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Oh, it's amazing. This new, this new um, constant rudeness. It's not new, though. It's, it's not new, been but, and but I you're just, really... Even when I'm like, trying, I can't stop myself yeah. from sticking my foot in it <laughs> that's kind of it i guess i'm I, I thought there was going to be an after the final row special but i haven't heard anything about when that will be airing it feels like they could do it like a two fur at the end of both seasons with them jammed up i really really want that because i just love those they almost feel like at some decent percentage of why you make the journey through them is to get the kind of the recriminations and so on not that this one doesn't have as much drama like the the previous season of the bachelorette obviously had all the the sort of real weird testosterone um, um, and, and then the, the, the true all-time shock of Liam's Bob. But um, the, the, 
I still, I still hope we get it. I still hope we get it. I hope we get it because I feel like I'm really curious to know if things have worked out with Lexi and Hamish. There's definitely been some Instagram stalking that's gone on in the Real Pod Corner, which you can get to by going to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Real Pod Corner and join our private uh, group there. It's alive with discussion. There has been some sleuthing by some cornies on sort of tells on Instagram about who's friends with who and people commenting on what and it's all very interesting. I won't give anything away because I don't want to create spoilers but also yeah I'm curious to see if we do get Jack back in an after the final rose special. I'm still I still hold out hope. I still I still believe in, in Jack and Lexi. We don't have long to wait till the next journey down the red carpet because Moses and his ladies will be joining us tomorrow night, not on the podcast, but on the telly. And I'm excited for a whole nother round. Are you are you excited, Duncan, or do you feel like you need a break? No, no, I'm excited because I, I know Moses a little. I actually followed Solimio around on tour for a Metro story a few years ago and got on really well with Moses. And just we've obviously seen him on Celebrity Treasure Island, his brilliant talent. And I think that he will give us a genuinely great bachelor. So, yeah, no, I'm stoked to just keep rolling. Well, thank you for coming on this journey of love with us. It is lockdown in Auckland. It's level two around the rest of the country. And I just want to put a bit of a plug out there for spin-off members. If you're not a member of the spin-off, we'd really encourage you to go and check out. What's the URL, Duncan? It's members.thespinoff.co. Dot NZ. Yeah, at times like this, like watching the editorial team just like leap into action over the weekend and knowing the, the, the sort of mental and literal costs of covering the, the pandemic. If you enjoy the real pod and you have found our coverage valuable and you can afford it, we'd love it if you um, considered joining us. Hey, thanks, Doug. We'll, um, we'll, we'll regroup over Moses later on in the week. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to the spin off members. And we'll catch you next time. Okay, so now what do I do at the end? Um, press the record button again. Kia ora e te iwi, Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spinoff Podcast Network.